the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome back into the Bruce Hooley Show. We are in hour number two, Friday. We go so fast. It's because I love being here with you. I really do. This is a joy to be able to talk with you, take your phone calls, uh, cuss and discuss politics statewide, nationally. Uh, On the state level, uh, today the Ohio Republican Party State Central Committee met here in Columbus, and they endorsed Donald J. Trump for president in 2024. President Trump has proven time and again that despite the unhinged and relentless attacks from the radical left, he will never give up on fighting for Ohio's workers, businesses, and families. His unapologetic leadership and commitment to putting America first is exactly what we need to reverse course from the failed policies of Joe Biden and Sherrod Brown. Alex Triantafilu, chairman of the Ohio Republican Party. Alex was with us earlier in the week. Now, one thing that I will be following up on, I understand that there was discussion and maybe vote today that the Ohio Republican Party also established a platform. One of the controversial pieces of that was maybe they established a platform without indicating that they are pro-life. We'll talk about that maybe in a bit with our next guest, uh, Lad Dilgard. Welcome back to the show, brother. How you doing? Doing great, Jack. Happy Friday. Happy Friday. Hey, uh, I want to play something for you real quick, all right, to kick off our time together. All right, here we go. So I was talking to a fella who had made the move from California uh, to Florida, and he was telling me that Florida is much better governed, uh, safer, better budget, uh, lower taxes, all this stuff. And he's really happy with the quality of life. And then he paused and he said, oh, by the way, I'm Gavin Newsom's father-in-law. So we do count Gavin's in-laws as some of the people that have fled California um, and come to the state of Florida. You know, and he had a... (laughs) come all the way to D.C. to cackle Harris, look on his face. You know, when she gets nervous, she cackles. When he gets nervous, he he flashes that toothy grin and just looks at the camera. Did you see that last night? I did. I did. And I had uh, some notes here I wanted to go over with you. Um, I've been studiously avoiding the news so I could get on here and talk to you about it without any kind of uh, influence. Okay. Well, great. Let Let me ask you the way that I asked some of our Twitter followers, and I'll tell you what they said after you weigh in. Did you watch the debate between Governor Gavin Newsom and Governor Ron DeSantis last night? And what were your thoughts? Lad, what are your thoughts? Okay. So, you know, a couple things. Um, the, before the debate, DeSantis's gambling odds to win the presidential election were 53 to 1, and Newsom's was 10 to 1. Following it, DeSantis odds improved to 48 to 1 and Newsom's dipped to 12 to 1, according to oddschecker.com. So that tells me the gamblers thought that DeSantis had a better night, that he won. Um, You know, the second thing that comes to mind immediately is that DeSantis didn't bring up the recall vote that Newsom had. 
I mean, Newsom was pinging DeSantis on your, you're losing to Trump, you're way behind. And what DeSantis could have said was, you know what? Won by 20 points, my reelection, you had to fight off a recall vote. Yep. And you had to marshal your forces to just to stay in office. You know, so I, I thought DeSantis kind of missed a, a good opportunity there. And then, you know, I would have liked to have seen DeSantis face Newsom head on, mano y mano, whereas really he faced the Hannity and the camera with his answers. He mentioned California more than he mentioned Newsom, whereas Newsom just constantly attacked, you know, DeSantis is a bad guy, he's a bad guy, he's a bad guy. But it it was really tough for Newsom because he had no facts at all to defend. (laughs) He has no results. You know, so it's, it's really hard to debate um, when your results are so terrible. DeSantis had all the facts in the world. Um, but Newsom managed, he's a smooth politician. He's, he easily bullies and insults his impo- opponents, covers up and lies. And the lies and the lies and the lies. Like, I have never seen such a list of just incredible falsehoods. Um yeah, I've got a whole list of them here. Yeah, and- before you go into it, I want to point something. I want to point two things out because I do want to hear the lies, and then and then I and then we'll probably maybe if we have time at the ne- in the next segment, we'll we'll look at what Politifact says, which we know is probably a lie. But what you just described between Gavin Newsom and Ron DeSantis is like being on Twitter, by the way, and we we pump out facts all the time, and the left will do one of two things: they will either Put a label on you, right? So it's identity politics. You xenophobe, you alt-right crazy, you, you name whatever, whatever it is, or they'll attack your character. You're a wife beater. You're an alcoholic. You, in eighth grade, you picked your nose and I saw you do it. Whatever it is. And isn't that what Gavin Newsom did last night, essentially? You know, he sure did. He, he, he went with the, uh, the grievance categories and insulted DeSantis for bullying the LGBTQ community and bullying women and, and with really no facts or evidence to back that up. It's just insane. But, you know, another thing that might not get a lot of play is the indignant um, – you are the indignant attacks on DeSantis for it, mispronouncing Kamala's name, uh, insulting the great city of Los Angeles and all of its people. How dare you, you mispronounce his name? It's totally disrespectful. It's not. It's not Kamala. It's not Kamala way to DC to cackle, Harris. Isn't that her name? Kamala way to DC to cackle, Harris. Isn't that her name? All right. Sorry, I digress. If, if you are cornered enough in a debate where that's all you have is how dare you insult the city of Los Angeles? How dare you mispronounce somebody's name? That has got to be the weakest standing for anybody I've ever seen in a debate. I think I mean, he owes Greta Thornburg so an apology. How dare you? <laughs> <laughs> all right, lads, keep going. Sorry. No, so... so you know, I, I just thought that I, I'm a little bi- a lot biased. Um, so I, I thought DeSantis really um, dominated the debate. He had all of the facts. I thought uh, Newsom comes off as smarmy and and um, glib and and just 
you know, mischievous kind of, mm-hmm. and, and incredibly dishonest. I, I really got to hand it to Sean Hannity um, on putting the actual facts up on the screen from the CDC, crime rates, and, and so on. Um, and then Newsom sits there and says, you know, those aren't, those aren't right. These, these those are aren't facts. Real. Those aren't real. Like, you got to be kidding me. And yeah, that's what it, the California's taxes were lower than Florida's, which are zero. <laughs> California is in an abusive relationship with their governor. That's what abusers do. They they completely deny and then they gaslight you. That's not what I did. That's not what I. That's not. That's not. You didn't see it. That didn't happen. Those numbers aren't real. Um, one other. So two things, lad. Can you can you stick for the the final segment? We have eight minutes on the other side of the break. Oh no, sure we can't thing. do that. Thanks, Jack. We can't do that, Jeff? No, we can't. Okay. Sorry, we've got a caller waiting. All right, lad, we've got a minute. Um, do you think that – I'm going to ask you this. Do you think that Gavin Newsom will run? My gut tells me if he waits until the um, convention, he won't have enough time to build the scaffolding to win a presidential election. I, I think he's not on some ballots that have been – that have come due already in the okay. primaries. So – it would be really tough for him to uh, enter the primaries right now and win. He could be elected at the at the convention. Um, he, I, he's everybody knows this. He's standing by to see what happens to Biden. Biden might pull out an L, LBJ moment like in 1968, where I'm just not going to run. Um, Newsom is there. He's ready. That's the only reason he would be on a national stage like he was last night. Thank you for that uh, commentary. Lad, I'm sorry I didn't realize we didn't have the final segment open. We'll have you back next week, okay? All right. Thanks, Jack. Have a great weekend. You too, brother. And uh, thank you for listening. Yeah, it's interesting. Um, I'll try to unpack this pretty quickly. Why Ron DeSantis and Gavin Newsom debated last night. Uh, Could it be to force their opponents to spend more money? I don't know. Interested in what you think. Final segment next. Rounding third and heading home this Friday afternoon, December 1st, year of our Lord, 2023. Thank you for tuning in to 98.9 FM, The Answer, The Bruce Woolley Show. I'm Jack Windsor, filling in for Bruce, editor-in-chief of The Ohio Press Network. You can read our stuff at theohiopressnetwork.com. And I want to remind you again to um, check out one of our sponsors at The Ohio Press Network, the Freedom Foundation. Go to optouttoday.com. That's optouttoday.com. When you're there, you'll see how simple and seamless it is to opt out of your labor union, which is cool because you get to keep on average $1,100 per year. Plus, that money doesn't go to union bosses, which now you know monolithically support progressives and Democrats. So thank you to the Freedom Foundation for your continued and gracious support of the Ohio Press Network. Uh, Going back to the phone line, Christy Hutchinson, welcome to the Bruce Woolley Show. What's on your mind today? Uh, Well, hi. How are you doing? I was calling in to discuss the border as a border expert. Oh, excellent. Let's talk about it because uh, I'm concerned. (laughs) I'm concerned. I read a report. We published a report this week that says uh, DEA agents now believe there are 270 properties run by communist Chinese uh, infiltrators that are that are cooking up drugs and making really potent marijuana um, that they're partnering with drug 
the drug cartels in Mexico to bring more poison over the border. Uh, what can you tell us? Well, as the founder of Women Fighting for America and a military strategist and a national border expert who have been talking on this subject for uh, the last three plus years, uh, this isn't new. Uh, what is new, uh, we, we've known for a very long time, especially within the uh, federal agencies like the FBI, et cetera, CIA, they've known that the footprint of both China with the embeddedness with the TCOs, which are transcriminal organizations, yep. a.k.a. the cartels, uh, they, they've been uh, you know, supplying the synthetics, so the, the material that, that's needed to make the fentanyl and carfentanil. And so what is new is because of the policies, and this isn't political, this is not a political issue, and it should not be a political issue. This is in a, a sovereign issue for a nation. This is a national security and domestic security threat. Uh, you know, you have over 75,000 plus who have died last year alone from fentanyl overdoses. And then you couple on track this year, we're well over 175,000. Wow. The Chinese not only have set up laboratories throughout the United States from a, you know, drug narcotics perspective, but also militarily in a terrorist buildup within the borders of the United States of America because of the open border policies. And so every American needs to be extremely on high alert, and they should be very, very concerned uh, about the open borders that are allowing an influx of over 175-plus different nations. Uh, and the Godaway numbers specifically should be of major concern. So when you look at the data and the information, and everyone wants to always talk about the southern borders, but holistically, the United States of America has four borders, yep. and they've been porous and open under the, this administration. And when you look at the numbers who have re actually really come through an influx, and when you talk to the Border Patrol agents, sheriffs, U.S. Marshals, et cetera, they would probably agree the numbers are well over what they're being reported um, because they're told them to suppress those numbers. And, you know, when you look at 3.5 plus million possible gotaways, those are individuals who we have no idea where they're from. Uh, they haven't been vetted. We don't know, uh, you know, what their intent is here in America. But I can assure you, somebody who's tracked these individuals down personally and been in the field of helping and aiding with the sheriffs to apprehend some of these guys, I can tell you they are not here for a better way of life. They're here to death to America. And so we need to have major public pressure on closing the borders down and upholding, quite frankly, the laws of the land, because this administration is actively engaging in not upholding the law. So let's talk about that, <clears throat> because one of the things that, you know, the Oracle, Corinne Jean-Pierre, White House press secretary, will point to is she'll say, well, you know, Republicans tried to hold up funding and, and we pushed for funding and now we're getting funding and we're going to go to the border. Well, surprise, they're not going there to, to close the border. They're going there to help bring more illegals in. That's my opinion. That's number one. And then number two, they'll point to the fact that uh, Chinese President Xi Jinping earlier this month met with President Joe Biden and signed a deal that committed China to reducing its country's role in supplying the ingredients for fentanyl. But I would say China has made commitments like this before without complying. How do you see it? Well, not only is China not going to apply, this administration is not going to apply. Uh, we have a history of this administration not complying with, uh, for example, I'll put Iran on the table right now. Uh, they're not complying with the sanctions uh, of Iran, which yeah. they're the ones who are, led the charge of imposing these sanctions. We're, we're feeding billions of dollars to the Iranian government. We're feeding billions of dollars to terrorist organizations like Hamas uh, through the Palestinians. The Palestinians have an elected most of uh, 86 percent, I believe the number is, 
give or take, um, of the elected uh, individuals within the uh, government of Palestine are all Hamas. So yep. they know this. Um, this is just political band-aiding. This is political grandstanding. That's all this is. While the American people are suffering at the hands of policies and agendas and, quite frankly, uh, you know, lining the pockets uh, of, of our politicians and this administration. And that's historical. We can go back and look at that. Uh, as far as, you know, stopping the borders and being able to secure our borders, we can secure our borders within 24 hours. And with Jean-Pierre saying the, the Republicans aren't funding this, actually, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go one further. The Republicans need to defund. So they need to defund <laughs> the NGOs who are aiding and abetting criminal activity and breaking the laws of the United States of America. They need to defund all of the activity that is allowing the invasion of the United States by busing illegals into the interior of the United States of America. You know, all we have to do is uphold the laws that this Congress enacted. Yep. We have constitutional laws, we have state laws, and we have federal laws. None of those laws are being upheld. So we have an administration who is actively uh, thinking that they're above the law, even though they're the ones who wrote the law, and not upholding the law. For example, I was just doing an operation down at the border with some sheriffs, and we were standing there in Eagle Pass at the, right there. And, you know, t Governor Abbott has the Texas National Guard down there, supposedly sp supposed to be protecting the state of Texas. Well, in fact, we watched and got it on film. They are cutting the wire. They are opening up the wire when these illegals come over, and they let them in. And as a matter of fact, they're peacefully escort escorting them to the Border Patrol, which I call Uber Patrol now. Yep. And then they're taking them to a processing. All the while, when you sit there and look right above, there's a, there's a, there's a, a bridge. That bridge is a point of entry. That is the legal point of entry where anybody who's supposedly claiming asylum or trying to come into the United States should be starting at the point of entry, but they're not. They're coming underneath that bridge, paying the cartel, being trafficked, coming across a very dangerous Rio Grande that right now was swollen. Uh, we've, we've had numerous drownings and deaths. So from a humanitarian perspective, I could even go on even further with the bodies that I've seen, the people who have fallen from the walls, the drownings, the rapes, the murders, the organ harvesting, all of that that goes along with you that. Won't, you won't see that in the news. Hey, Christy, 30 seconds. Um, I want to have you back on next week, but 30 seconds here. What else do you want our listeners to know about what's going on at the border? I want you to get involved. The political pressure only comes from the will of the people, and the will of the people needs to be angry enough to stand up, speak up, and stop this nonsense. So if you really want to be the change for your country, the security for your country, go to our website, Women Fighting for America, Women Fighting for America, WFFA.win, and contact us. Uh, we are going to be having trainings, we're going to be having classes, and we're going to teach you how to take back this country peacefully and close our southern borders down. W women Fighting for America, is it dot .com? Dot .win, W-I-N, it's oh. W-F-F-A dot win, W-F-F-A dot W-I-N. Excellent. Christy Hutchinson, thank you for the work that you're doing. And uh, we'll talk thank to you, you next week. You God bless you. And God bless you. Uh, thank you for another great week on The Bruce Woolley Show. I'll be back at you on Monday. Have a blessed weekend. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. 
the explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.